0: Hello. Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew, the podcast for followers of Yeshua HaMashiach, commonly known as Jesus the Messiah, who have discovered the truth of the whole Bible, and who have learned that most of what we thought we knew was nothing but inherited lies. Based on Jeremiah 16.19 and Ezekiel 22.26, I encourage you to look these up. On this podcast, I sit down with individual believers and talk about how and why they came to this particular walk. Walk Like a Hebrew is entirely listener-supported. Please consider donating by visiting sheholdsforth.com slash donate, or by subscribing to podhero.com, where $5.99 a month can help support all of your favorite podcasters. Walk Like a Hebrew is now part of the FaithCast community. Visit faithcasts.com to discover great Christian podcasts like this one to help you keep the faith. I'm your host, Jody O'Dell, and my guest today is Wendy Spencer of Eagle River, Alaska. I met Wendy earlier this month at the Sukkot celebration in Orosi, California, and our interview takes place in the middle of a huge camp with a lot of activity going on. One of the interesting things about Wendy's story is how her whole family, including mom, sister, and herself, and their spouses and children, all had their eyes opened at the same time, and they're all walking in Torah observance now. This is so rare in our walk, I just had to hear about it. We also talked about growing up with a Jewish mother... Wendy's prophetic dreams, and what happened when she asked Yahweh to show her the truth. Welcome to Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm here with Wendy Spencer, and we are celebrating Sukkot in beautiful Orosi, California. at safe haven, sustainable farms. And this is, what day is it? How long have we
1: been here? Um, this, I've been here seven days. No, seven days today. This wow. is, but I, seven yeah, days. we've been here a while. A whole week. I'm not even sure what day it is. It's the 8th or the 9th. <laughs> of October. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's been a wonderful Sukkot. Wonderful to be here. A little, a little smoky.
0: Yes. But I think so far that's been the only drawback. Absolutely the
1: only one. Yeah. Well, maybe a few of the really hot days without air conditioning. Yeah, the heat's kind of bad. Yeah. But it's wonderful to be here. Yeah. With everyone.
0: It's a great thing to be among like-minded people. Yeah. And you know that everything is safe. The food is safe. Yes. The people are safe. Yes. The teaching is safe. Yes. You know, you don't have to worry about a lot of things that we worry about
1: in the world. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so Wendy, can you tell us about yourself? Oh, my name is Wendy Spencer. I have been married for 35 years. I have um, five children, one adopted and four biological And I think I'm getting ready to have my 14th grandchild. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Yes, and um, I've been a hairdresser for 37 years. Wow. Yes, and I love life. Every day is a gift, and every person is a gift. It is. Yeah. How long have you been a Torah keeper? I think it's been... Thirteen years, but I think this might be our fourteenth Sukkot, if that makes sense. Yes, it does yeah. actually. And I and I believe um, the first feast I celebrated was Yam um, Teruah, really the Feast of Trumpets. So it was, I started in the fall feast. I was so excited. Where were you before? What was your faith walk like before? You know, I was raised going to church on Sundays, but mm-hmm. I also was raised knowing that my mother was Jewish. Oh, but really? Yes. Her maiden name is Goldstein. So um, <laughs> wow. she went to synagogue as a little girl. And for some reason, she said they didn't talk about Jesus, you know, because that was the word she knew rather than Yeshua. Right. And she didn't want to go there anymore. She has no idea why she felt that way. But in her youth, all of her friends went to church. So she started going to church. And so that's the way she raised us. We were very active, you know. Wednesdays, Sundays. Every time the church doors are open, you're there. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to say we started out Methodist and then we became, we were Baptist and then we were non denominational and then we did assemblies of God and uh, a little this and a little that (laughs) so until i think when i was in my late 30s and i noticed what i called the church ladder climb you know there was certain things that you did in order to climb the church ladder you know to to do different things and i knew that was not what i was reading in scripture But I would do it because that's just what everybody else did. Other people call that, I guess, tradition. But, you know, like if you wanted to teach a Bible study or if you wanted to be on the worship team or if you wanted to become in leadership, there was a certain things that you had to do. But it was not what I was reading in Scripture. I would be in the choir or on the worship team. So I would do it, but there was still a part of me that just knew, this is not it. You know, and maybe that's part of the reason why whenever my mom would switch a church or my sister would switch we'd all kind of end up going together you Mm -hmm. know it's like we were on this journey together. I remember during one period of time we were actually living in the Bay Area and we were getting ready to move back to Sacramento. Uh, We were at a a small group, you know, some large churches have small groups where they meet together. And uh, this woman had prayed over my husband and I before we moved. And one of the scriptures that she gave us is in the first chapter of Joshua. And it talks about um, the call that Joshua was given about going into the land. My servant Moses is dead now, so now arise, you and all the people, cross over this Jordan to the land that I am giving to them, to Benai Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I am giving to you, as I spoke to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, to the great river, the Euphrates. All the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong, for you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Only be very strong and resolute to observe diligently the Torah which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the Torah should not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong, do not be terrified or dismay, for Adonai your God is with you wherever you go. And of course, that's not the regular version, but because it talks about keeping the law and be diligent to keep it. And I felt at that moment that he was sending us somewhere where we were going to be helping people to inherit the land, I mean, to inherit that blessing. And I remember thinking to myself, well, which laws was he talking about? yes. Which laws? I I mean, that that exact. I want to do that. I want to be diligent, but I've been told that they've been done away with. So, okay, Abba, I, you know, I want to do that, but I could never let go of those words, you know, to be diligent to keep all of them. But that's not what I had been taught my whole life. But this was always as a running in the back of my head as we, you know, moved back to Sacramento. And then again, started going to the fellowship where my mom and my sister were. And we moved several different places. And then we left a a large congregation to go help some friends start up a a new church and we were there and it was just like, what are we doing? This is just not it. And I yeah. don't remember exactly what happened with my sister because my whole family came into the Hebrew roots at the same time. But we didn't see each other all the time. If we weren't at the same fellowship, we that's where we saw each other. You know, it's not like we talked on the phone every day. We're not that kind of close. Right. But when it comes to the things that we believe, we've always... Walked in the same way, and I t- I can't explain why exactly. Wow. You know, some sisters are you know they shop together, right. they have things in common besides the fact that they're married and have children, right. and they're like best friends. Like I love my sister, but we're not best friends, right? right? But that's always what we have had in common. And so uh, you're saying that
0: uh, that your family and her family came into it independently of each other, but at the same time, well,
1: not completely independently. So, okay. but okay. my family, we all stopped going to the traditional church we didn't stop praying we didn't stop believing or having faith but i just could not climb the church ladder anymore i couldn't do what i was seeing and i couldn't even put my finger on it exactly i hadn't come to the place where i realized i was inherited lies but i knew something wasn't right during that period of time, of course, I, as a hairdresser, I used to cut Dan's hair, my brother-in-law. And um, we had been part of a fellowship where we were familiar with somebody that was in Florida leading a revival. Okay. And there was weird things taking place, <laughs> un- uh, clearly unbiblical things. And I, I can remember, and I'm not going to name any names, but um, I can remember clearly every time I saw this person in person, I never was comfortable with the things that were taught. It would be another one of those things that I just kind of tolerated because I saw everybody else doing it, even though I had issues. Seven years before we came into the Hebrew Roots Movement, I had a dream, and in my dream, my brother-in-law, Dan, was in the first part of the dream, but we all ended up at like a synagogue, and we were celebrating a what I call the Jewish Festival. We were going through the motions of tradition, is what I said. I have found in my life things have always happened in seven-year increments, you know. Yeah. During the period of time where we weren't going to a regular church, I remember having another dream, and I was in the middle of a disaster. And I I sat up, and this does not happen very often to me, but um, I heard Abba speak to me, and he said, Surely a disaster is coming, and your family will be safe, but you are not prepared. And But it was very strong. Like, here I was in a dream where I was getting ready to die. So I woke up terrified, and I hear this, like, you are not prepared. And I was like, how am I not prepared? Like, what do you mean I'm not prepared? And then I got an email from a friend, and she was talking about not doing the pagan holidays and eating kosher, keeping the face... I also had read something, a prophecy from this gentleman called Stanley Frodesham and it was a lot about the coming deception that was going to come into the church. And a lot of you know people would start preaching the truth, and then they would start preaching something else, and people would say, oh, well, they spoke the truth at first. This must also be true. And, um, <laughs> oh my gosh! And, I, yeah, you can't see it, but I got uh, goosebumps just all over. <laughs> I, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and so and so I thought, okay, here's this so-called revival going on in Florida, and here's this email from my friend, and then this dream I had. You know, I wasn't prepared, and so I decided to fast and pray, and the simplicity of my prayer was. You know, but I don't want to say something is not you when it is. Because when I initially got that email talking about not eating pork or eating kosher and keeping the feasts on the holidays and not keeping pagan feasts, I thought for this particular person, because of different issues I had had with her, she's finally gone off the deep end. You know, <laughs> yes. this is it. Yes, I'm going to send her an email and tell her, do not ever contact me again but there was that still small voice inside that said no Wendy don't do that you know better you've tried to do that with that person before and you know she's in your life for a purpose so I didn't go with my initial knee-jerk reaction and I decided to say okay I don't want to say that what she's saying is not Abba if it is but this revival in Florida where all these people are flocking to I don't want to say it is Abba When it is not, I want to know the truth. And that was the simplicity of my fast. At the same time, my brother-in-law had come to get his hair cut, and he had told me about these feast and holiday videos with Mark Biltz and us scheduling a time as a family to come together and watch them. And so I remember calling my sister And having a conversation with her about what was going on with me. And she's like, you know, Wendy, that's really weird because the same thing is happening with me. Except for her story is different because how Abba was working with her was actually through another friend and something they read and something they watched. And I was like, okay, I'm paying attention. Now now I'm really paying attention because my sister... You know, because we've all kind of traveled in this same yes. direction our whole life. I'm paying attention because we kind of work together in that way, in, right. you know, with the three of us. So we ended up scheduling a time to go watch the feast and holiday videos at uh, my mom's house. And I think that particular day was just my husband and I. None of the kids came. And Dan and Dawn were there, my sister and, uh, and brother in law. And we watched them. And in the middle of this video, I don't remember which one. I think it was one that kind of went over a combination of the feast, not like one specifically. I think it's probably Passover to Pentecost. Yeah. The light switch went on. It just flipped. So, did you immediately start keeping the feasts? We the started Sabbaths? immediately. Immediately, you know, I went home and I started talking to my kids and sharing. I think I first started like showing them uh, Michael Rood. Yeah. About, um, I always knew that Christmas and Easter was pagan. I always knew it was pagan. I don't know why I always knew, but I just thought, well, okay, if the law's been done away with, then it doesn't, you know, really matter. My mom always told me that the church has redeemed
0: the pagan holidays for Jesus. Yeah. Until I learned that we don't have that authority to
1: redeem anything. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I did, I, I knew that they were pagan and I, mm-hmm. to me, it was just like, well, if the law's done away with, then it's not breaking law because it is breaking the law. But since it's done you know, away with, it doesn't right. matter. Right. And yeah. then I was like, oh my gosh. And then for like six months, I was very angry. I was one of those. Yes. I have been lied to. <laughs> me too. I have me been too. stolen from. <laughs> yes. They have taken my money. They have taken, you know, Yeah. and yeah. lied to me but there wasn't really one specific person to be angry with, but I needed to get it out of my system. Yes. Well, so. I think
0: it's, I think a lot of that is grief. Yeah. You know, for me, it was, it was the stages of grief, denial, anger. I don't remember the order, but I used to know it, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did, I went through all of those mm-hmm. stages and it was, it was very much grieving the, yeah. the life that I had had. And I did climb that church ladder to do all the things. Mm -hmm. And I was very proud of myself. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I was going to lose that. And then I was (laughs) mad because here I'd been teaching all these years the completely wrong thing.
1: Right. It was more like I could have been doing this my whole life. That was how I felt. So did your kids all come along? My kids all came along. I think my oldest daughter did one more Christmas with a little tiny tree because, you know, Mm -hmm. she had just been married not very long. And then there was some other normal kind of young adult college behavior there's never been a, a loss of faith or belief in god you know there are just way too many supernatural things that have happened in their life for them to to deny you know that he's real That's good. and that he loves them and, same with mine yeah isn't that a comfort yes i hear so many stories that are the opposite yeah
0: what about your mom
1: Well, she was there when we scheduled the thing to watch the videos, and I think that that's all she needed to see. You know, it kind of completed it for her, because like I said, she had gone to the synagogue when she was little. And they didn't talk about Jesus. Right. And so it was like, you know, I think being someplace where they were talking about Jesus, you know, growing up and learning about his grace and having experienced so much forgiveness in her life, and then seeing the connection for her was, um, (laughs) wow, this is it, you know, and so we... We, we actually started doing the studies at her house. And there was more people during that time that were also coming into it. Now, the person that I originally received the email from is, is not walking in Torah. Really? But the email was used to minister, right? to, right, yeah. to, to speak to me. yes
0: anyway resources are there any do you have favorite like things that you like to read or listen to
1: or tools or well i've recently started reading the the et sefer, et sefer. Yeah. yeah so it's so okay. i um that also i have a translation of the dead sea scrolls from cool. the hebrew into english so i don't know there's a lot of it. references or sources resources listening to teachings on the internet from whether it's you know Brad Scott or Bill Cloud or various other people (laughs) so many well I think that's everything do you
0: have anything else you want to share that's you know
1: Um, maybe for people that are just coming into this walk there's so much to learn it's still full of a lot of human beings yes (laughs) and um, just you know like how to say the name right or exactly which calendar to keep for the feast You know, you you come into these different studies where people, some people will start arguing with each other and it will cause sometimes difficulties. Mm -hmm. But truth be told, there's probably not another single person that agrees. My own husband and I don't agree on everything. (laughs) And it's okay It is okay. To keep a different calendar. It's okay to say His name the way you believe that it's to be pronounced. Yes. Now, honestly, I I want to say Yeshua. I want to say the proper name. But what if I don't have it exactly right, you know? It's it's okay. It is. You know, so... (laughs) Don't don't get caught up on you know the differences that you know we have because it can turn people off or to, as they say or to become Torah terrorists you know <laughs> you know yes <laughs> just you know to remember that all of us are in a different place and we're all learning right and uh, don't judge a book by its cover
0: agree to disagree that is wonderful advice thank you so much Wendy for sitting down with me I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Walk Like a Hebrew. You can find links to the resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app or by visiting sheholdsforth.com. Please like our Facebook page at Walk Like a Hebrew and follow us on Instagram. And don't forget to share the podcast with family and friends. Subscribe to Walk Like a Hebrew on your favorite podcast app and leave us a good review. The reason for positive reviews is so the app's algorithm will show Walk Like a Hebrew to more prospective listeners. This way, more people can have the chance to hear these wonderful testimonies. As always, many, many thanks to Jack Lane. If you would like a free CD of Jack's music, send an email to jacklane at earthlink.net. May Jehovah bless you. We'll catch you next time.